Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of Current AF. I'm your host, Anthony Fountain, and on this show, we are going to uh, give you the news, give you what's hot, what's relevant. We're going to be doing this every other week. It's going to coincide with our our regular movie review episode. Uh, On this week's episode, we are going to tell you what we've been watching, give you the news and what's current. We're going to give you our top five horror movies, and then... We got a special bonus surprise at the end. I know you love horror movies, but did you know there were porn versions? We're going to talk about it. So keep listening. Thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of Current AF. I'm Anthony Fountain. Thank you so much again for listening to Current AF. And uh, Kelsey couldn't make it today, but Ash could. Say hello to everyone in now. Say hello to everyone out there, Ash. Hello, fuckheads. Fuckheads. Ugh. <laughs> 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 you like it oh my okay uh if we do a, a poll i mean i'm sure everybody's gonna love fuckheads because Every, everybody everybody loves a fuckhead right everybody loves fuckheads <laughs> but i'll give another option um we're, we're cinematic af the af you know as everyone knows as fuck anthony cinematic fountain. as fuck anthony fountain well, i mean so so so, so dirty mind yeah 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 but cinematic as fuck so our fans could be known as as fucks as fucks Hmm. as fucks as fucks I think fuckheads (laughs) win in this case (laughs) welcome everyone welcome all my uh, my ass fucks (laughs) nah it doesn't have a real ring to it if I have to choose between the two it's definitely gonna be fuckheads through and through well welcome to uh the first episode of Kranayef, uh, all you fuckheads out there. <laughs> if you're offended by that, you've listened to us this long, you shouldn't be offended. Uh, yeah. We are, we are not a kid-friendly <laughs> show usually, so hopefully you've already... <laughs> I feel bad for like families driving their cars decide to listen to this podcast. Dude. dude. Hello, we, fuckheads! <laughs> we, we have uh, covered the Greasy Strangler and uh, <laughs> Night of the Demons. It's like, you can't... If you and your kids listen to this together, more power to you. Yeah, I mean, I don't tell you what you do for your kids, but yeah, that's <laughs> not. You might not want to do that. Uh, but I'll come to I'll come to where you work and slap the dick out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, but I'll, let's go ahead and get into the show. So uh, we'll be rambling throughout the thing, but we want to have some kind of structure. But first, uh, we're going to do. Uh, What you've been watching? What you been watching, Ash? Oh man, I'll tell you what I watched. Tell me what you watched. Um, I'll tell you what, tell me I, what watched, you watched. What, what I really, really, really watched. watched. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that shit. <laughs> I know you so well. Uh, this movie okay. is not streaming anywhere yet. It's pretty new. Uh, it's available for rent through all your platforms. It's called Renapow. Renapow. Uh, Renapow. I don't think it's gonna be very well known. 
uh, and it probably will never get to that status. It's a nice little uh, independent movie uh, that I thought was just quirky enough to tickle my fancy. Uh, It's got nobody really of note actor-wise except Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton did something else besides Star Trek and uh, dude, <laughs> Stand by Me. <laughs> I was I was uh, I was impressed by his performance in this. It's uh, it's a guy that lives with his mother, not Will Wheaton, but um, the main character lives with his mother. His mother has dementia, and he is her caretaker. He takes full care of her twenty four seven. Um. And he's lonely. Uh, it, it shows him joining a, a video dating uh, thing. This is not current day. This is set in like 1990. Uh, so this is, you go to this physical office, this place, and you record a video, a dating video, and other people are, are um, allowed to come check out your video and, and they match you I up. I remember with those places. That, that was, yeah, a- yeah, yeah. Um, so he's lonely. He, he joins his video place. He makes a video, um, while he is at the video place where he makes the video, they also sell VHS tapes and he just, he buys a few. And one of the tapes he buys is called Renapal. And this tape is Will Wheaton. It's his character. Uh, he is on the tape. Rent a pal. You you rent this VHS tape of a person. I remember these. Wa- Did you? Remember? Yeah. I think I sent you that video recently of the that wants, that wants to be your friend. Hi, yes. thank you for. Yeah, I sent you that because I saw that recently. Like I remember those being in the video source. We had exactly. this discussion before, like, if you guys aren't familiar, there's a little, in the early days of VHS, there used to be a, a weird section for, like, extra thing, like, learn how to do pottery, or, you know, like, it was a very small section, no one cared about that, but there was a, I remember in, in mine, they had Rent-A-Pal, or Rent-A-Friend, I think it was called, yeah. and you, I never watched it, but it was like, hey, thank you so much for hanging out with me, and it was like an hour of this guy just talking to you, and he asked you questions, and wait. Like, so, uh, how you feeling today? That's good. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 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 You can actually look at those on YouTube. Cause I, some, I found it in, in when I was going in a YouTube rabbit hole one day and I, those popped up like, Oh, I remembered the tapes. So I never watched them. How sad, but okay. Continue. I know oh, what you're talking no, about. No. Yeah. Uh, and for all the fuckheads out there that, that watch, Red Letter Media on YouTube. Uh, it's one of my favorite YouTube channels. They review bad movies and they review current movies. And they actually, they play a lot of different games where they watch old videotapes and talk about them and, and vote on the best of the worst. Uh, I think they, they had a segment. This was one of the videos they watched before. It was one of these uh, rent-a-friend type videos. But Will Wheaton's character plays the the guy on the videotape. Uh, 
he gives his spiel. It's kind of kind of cut and dry, generic. Um, but over the course of the movie, this guy's really lonely. He's got a really shitty life, and he he starts he he doesn't take this tape seriously at first, but he's so lonely and so bored that he watches this repeatedly and he learns he learns the amount of time he has to re- to respond to the questions from the from the guy on the tape and he gets to a point where he starts to have legit conversations with this videotape uh I don't want to delve too far into it. Yeah, no, this is not this is not a regular show, so we don't want to spoil anything. So no, no, we're not going to spoil anything. I don't, I'm not going to delve too far into it, but um, some unexpected things happen with the responses on this videotape, uh, and the further you go into this movie, the more unexpected things happen. I was I was pleased where this movie went from where it started. It was it, it ended nothing like I thought it would, um, which is something I love in movies like this. If you can take uh, get me off guard, it, it, I love it. It's perfect. Um, but that being said, this is not a perfect movie. It's not great. It's not. I don't rank it up there with uh, you know my favorite movies, but. If you like quirky out there movies, this is probably right up your alley. I mean, I like I like things like Swiss Army Man and oh, it's, it's that quirky. It's one of the like yeah, it, it's quirky. Like uh, yeah, it, it if you like that, you'll probably like this. Like it's, horns, things like that. Yeah, it's a it's a nice alternative Lobster. to the generic. Yeah. It's a nice alternative to the generic Hollywood movie, if you're tired of that. Um, so whenever it's available for streaming or go rent it, rent a pal. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It looks interesting. And yeah, there's a little waiting smile at me. Creepy. Uh, would you like to uh, watch the trailer? <laughs> hey, I, I haven't seen the trailer, so I don't know if it's good, but sure, why not? Go ahead. Yeah, if it sucks, I'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah. The power of power. Oh, it's midnight. Hi, I'm Carla. Hi, my name is Mary. Hi, uh, I'm Susan. Hi, I'm David. I'm 40 years young, <laughs> and um, I live with my mother. It's okay. I'm, uh, I'm looking for a deep connection. Someone I can give myself to. Completely. Hi, I'm Andy. Thanks for being here today. I've been waiting for this moment for what feels like forever. Two friendship. We're going to get to know each other. Talk about whatever you want. But more than anything, we're going to have some fun. And hopefully, it's the start of a beautiful relationship. What do you see? He went for his pants. That was weird, Andy. Hi. Uh, 
And Lisa, you want to hang out tomorrow night? I'd, I'd love to. Maybe someone will come around that can help you out a little. I thought we could tell each other everything. You just need to open yourself up to it. I thought we were best friends. Nothing like a little friendly competition. Right, pal? That's what friends are for. You're just drunk with infatuation for some cute girl to be there for each other. We don't need her. We have he each knows. other. When all the chips are down. You've taken everything from me. Andy, I need That's why I'm here for you, pal. Okay, that's interesting. I will post that in our... In the comments or whatever. I wow, that's I, yeah. I mean, interesting is the word. I definitely thought this movie was interesting as hell. Like, uh, it, it's not your your normal flick. It's not what you're gonna expect from this movie. That's interesting. Uh, what else you been yeah. watching? Man, that's about it. That is about it. I wish I had time. I uh, with between my seven year old and my one year old. <laughs> It's yeah. like I'm watching uh, YouTube videos of kids doing silly things or I'm watching YouTube videos of nursery rhyme songs. So, you know, that's life. Life as a dad. Yeah. You're just starting and mine just moved out of the house. I say that, but I love it. I love it. Oh, of course, man. I I, I love my son. And I miss him. He's not living in the house. I mean, he did move out at 21, so I had lots of time with him. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, that's what. What you've been watching, man? What have I been watching? Pretty much the same things I've I've been watching the last few weeks because there has been weekly releases. Uh, The boys is fucking kicking ass. Uh, We got to see. What's his name? Uh, He was was in the comic book. Uh, He has a weird name King Sausage. We get to see. (laughs) We get to see King Sausage in the late, latest episode. That was my was, nickname in college. Yeah, for the right reasons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he attacks people with his his uh, his penis. He grows super large and he uses it like an anaconda to attack people. Okay. Yeah. And we get to see just, him. Just like me in college. Just like you in college. So we get to see King Sausage. I think that's his name. Don't quote me. It's been a while since I've read the comics. But it was so cool that a show and the most manly character gets attacked by it. It's like, dude, and the other guy's like, hey, man, you just you just got attacked by a penis. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I watched the first couple of episodes of the, the new season of Boys, but I I need to pick it back up. There's so many shows that I need to keep going with that yeah, uh, you just can't keep to up. make it happen. You just can't keep it. But anyway, the episode is awesome. I'm not going to ruin it anyway. It ruined, but King Sausage does make an appearance, and it's fucking dope that somebody had the balls, pun intended, I guess, to show that character. That's something yeah. you would not see like on a, any other TV show or any other like network would not have a villain use his penis to choke out the hero. Nope. 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 <laughs> yeah, dude, you had me at King sausage. <laughs> you had me at King sausage. <laughs> and I've also been watching, I have to say one of my favorite shows right now. And I talked about it on our last episode more week. Every week a new episode comes out. Uh, is uh, Lovecraft Country. I'm actually caught up with it. I think a new episode drops tomorrow, so I cannot wait to see this. And I've said it before, it's all connected, but it's more like an anthology because each episode feels different. Like there's a monster, there's the uh, uh, like the, the action sequences, there's like the Indiana Jones episode. Uh, and, and now the last two episodes I watched was straight like Japanese 
anime style. Like uh, anybody listen to us, I'm old school. Uh, there's an old thing called Legend of the Overfiend. It's about this demon of all these dicks that would come up and destroy the planet. And like it shows this big, huge creature of a thousand dicks destroying the city. It's real. <laughs> it's real. And the way they summoned it was to make this machine of all these pistons and they had all these girls strapped to it and it would rape them simultaneously to awaken the legend of the Overfiend. Of course it would. Of course. And it has this one scene where this teacher uh, rapes another girl with all these tentacles. Which, you know, if tentacle porn is a thing in anime, Legend of Overfiend is one of the first ones I've ever seen. I think it's the only one. I've never been into tentacle porn. But it exists, and I liked it because it's so nah, blood. don't lie. <laughs> really, I'm the only uh, tentacle part I watch is Legend of Freedom 1 and 2. Um, <laughs> because it's so bloody. And you, when you were a kid, you weren't supposed to watch these things, and I watched it. But they have <laughs> a live-action version of this, but it's opposite. Uh, the One of the characters happens to be Asian, has these tentacles come out, and she just rapes every orifice of this dude. <laughs> oh. Even his eye sockets. He yeah. probably he probably had it coming. He was asking for it. Actually, he's a really nice guy who cared for it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but she was a. Uh, I don't want to give it away. Now I won't say it. Oh, it's so tempting to give her backstory. Backstory is so interesting. But anyway, so that was that episode. And then they had a Doctor and Jekyll and Mister Hyde, where one of the main characters, Ruby, and this takes place like in nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties. You know, right when shit was going down, everything was separate. Even though they had freedoms, they were still, you know, black people were still treated like trash. Well, she finds, she starts dating this wizard, lack of a better word, and uh, she, he gives her a magical potion and makes her white. It's a very painful transformation. The skin breaks and, uh, and the other, your, your other identity breaks through. And the other flesh just kind of rips apart and falls on the ground. It's like, it's like dropping a, piece of chicken on the floor this is <laughs> it's bloody and gross but she gets to see what it's like to be white a white woman in that world and it's heartbreaking because she enjoys it at first but then she starts treating other black people badly because now she's better than them oh, oh. yeah dude i love it when shows do that um the first season of American Gods did that really well. I have not seen that. Oh, you should watch the first season. It, the second just, season trails off. It's not. I just showrunners left after the first season, and the uh, second season was not good. And I don't think it got renewed for a third. But uh, first season of American Gods was pretty good. And then the other episode of uh, of Lovecraft Country is straight super sci-fi. She finds this magical formula and this key to open up a portal to another dimension. The other dimension is led by all these Afro-wearing goddesses in battle armor who grants her powers to go anywhere in the universe. All she has to do is wish it. So she travels all through time. She even becomes like a warrior, <laughs> like a African warrior woman, and it shows her go through all of her training and everything, and she goes into battle. And, it, she, and she, goes, uh, she, also, she becomes a backup dancer for Josephine Baker. And then just, she, just like me in college, it's like, and then, and then she transports <laughs> into a mystical world that her daughter invented, which is, it looks straight out of like 1940s, 50s sci-fi. Even the spaceships are look really like little toy rockets and stuff. Oh, it's so beautiful. Ah, oh, it's so gorgeous. And I'm not going to give any more, but yeah, definitely check out Lovecraft country. It is, 
it's something else, man. It's I love every character, and they're super smart and they're super resourceful, and it's a, a black base show. It makes you feel good that these writers were able to make these characters what they are. It's it's yeah. it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous show, well written, and they go places that no one's ever gone before. <laughs> I've never seen. I mean, I can't even. I don't want to give away details, but there's some great murders and death and destruction. People getting their heads just ripped in two. I mean, people getting their faces ripped off. I mean, there's some gore. It's gory, gory, gory at times. Not the whole time, but it, just the way they, each episode feels different. And I love it. I fucking, I absolutely adore it. I think it's so well written and the characters are great. And there's some plot holes because of the reason, because of the format. You just let go yeah. because you know what they're doing. They don't give a fuck. They're keeping yeah. you in line enough for the story. But since they're doing everything in different genres, pretty much. Some things get thrown to the wayside because you just can't go straight from haunted house horror to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde story to a lady jumping to universe and think it's going to be cohesive. <laughs> yeah. I started this show and I'm, this makes me really excited to pick it back up. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't talk about it enough. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, the boys in that and a couple of random movies here and there, but uh, that's what I've been watching. So Definitely check those out. You will not be disappointed. Uh, I do believe um, The Boys is on Amazon and Lovecraft Country is on HBO Max. Or I think they released it on regular HBO too because they're nice people. Yeah. So you can watch on HBO or whatever. So that is what I've been watching and what Ash has been watching. And now for our next segment... The news. I'm definitely taking this out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in. It's extra, good. extra. Come here. Read all about it. It is the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks so bad. Uh, hopefully, uh, I can replace that before the thing starts. And I should be able to. So, uh, with that, uh, Ashes scoured the internet and i will also chime in to give you the latest and greatest news of the world of entertainment and film so uh take it away ash what's your first oh yeah man uh i don't think you've seen it yet but uh i like what i see from the new wandavision trailer uh i this is one of the most anticipated shows i've been waiting for i i'm not really excited about uh, the Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier and Falcon show. I think it's going to be probably pretty cut and dry. Two guys on missions to solve cases, but this Wandavision looks trippy as hell. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot to digest from this trailer. Um, uh, Wanda and Vision are in several different scenarios and they all look like they're based on different sitcom families. Yeah. And uh, that's what I got about the old trailer. I haven't watched a new one cause I'm, I'm staying away from it. I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I it, want just to go delves, blind. it just delves a little deeper. It doesn't really tell you much more, but you know, if you pause the trailer and dissect the images on each, you can, you can make some good guesses as to what, where they're going with this. Um, I, 
I hope that they take it in a direction of uh, the House of M storyline from Marvel Comics. Um, if anybody knows that. I'm not familiar. It, I, I've seen the cover, but I, I did not read it. Yeah, basically, uh, Wanda Maximoff, Magneto's daughter, Scarlet Witch, she is... Uh, she she has her her power lies in like probability so she can manifest all these different out outcomes and scenarios and and produce out of thin air like i know that that's not how they portrayed scarlet witch thus far in the marvel cinematic universe she, uh, she has mind control but, and she has that red magic it can like do things. Yeah, yeah. But in the comics, she's, it's more like, poof, here's some shit magic. Like, um, she could produce things out of nothing based on probability and, and it, it's just kind of nuts. But the House of M storyline, uh, it, it involved a whole different timeline uh, where mutants were pretty much wiped out, I believe. Uh, and she, she lives a life uh, with vision and has children and raises those children to, you know, a certain age. I forget, like, I think they're twins and they live like five years or something. And she finds out after all of that time that, all of this that she's been experiencing has been a, a construct of her mind. So none of it's real. Because she couldn't really have children with a, an android, you know. It's all been a construct of her mind, and somehow Mephisto is behind it. And Mephisto is sort of the Marvel Universe's devil. He's like the the Lord of the Underworld. I, I hope that this show takes it there. Um, well, I think they're getting there because Doctor Strange is, is about to really go evil. So Yeah, the Multiverse yeah. of Madness. What, and she's going to play a, a big part in, in the Multiverse of Madness movie, um, and which is going to be directed by Sam Raimi. Hell yeah. I can't wait. I think Hell all that shit. Yeah, yeah that, that kind of shit is the, the most interesting stuff coming out of the, the MCU to me. Um, and I hope that this show takes it into some mind bending places and it's not just lackluster. I, I think that it's going to bring it. What I see in this, these trailers, um, it looks like they put a lot into it and I'm excited to see where it's going to go. But I don't know. You said earlier, you, you're not watching trailers. Yeah, I'm trying to stay away from them. Uh, it's especially stuff I was excited about. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I will talk about it when we go into stuff we are, are watching, uh, our top five, because I'm going to bring up this show in our top five. Oh, right um, but um, let's see, what else is happening in the world of entertainment and film? What else you got? Oh, let's see. Um, Netflix is making a Conan the Barbarian series. Really? Uh, yeah, I... I didn't read much about it. I basically just browsed these headlines. But uh, Conan the Barbarian, when I was little, 
that movie was it was always on. I don't know if it was on HBO or whatever we had when Showtime. I was younger. Showtime, yeah, something like that. But I watched Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer so many times as a kid, and I thought it was the coolest shit because you know, Muscle Man Arnold, uh, wizardry. Uh, it it was just it was cool fantasy that you didn't see much of back then, and when you did, it was either really silly or or this, and it was it was cool as hell. Uh, I'm interested to see. I'm not gonna be excited for it yet, but I'm interested to see what they can do with this. Maybe uh, maybe they would base it more on the comics. Then, oh, we'll see the the move the old movie they re- uh, they remade the movie recently with Jason Moma. Oh, that's right. I did not watch that. It's okay. Eh, eh. I mean, it wasn't the Conan I love. Uh, yeah. Actually, the, the funny thing about that movie is uh, we had a a movie theater in my town that only had two screens, so the movies would come there and they'd stay there for weeks. I mean, every yeah. now and then you get a new release. You know, every like two weeks they put they change one out and put a new release in. Unless it was like a big holiday where they would change them both out regularly. <clears throat> but uh, I, uh, my mom always fed my hunger for horror movies and, you know, action movies. So she would always take me to these rated R movies. And it was weird. I mean, I had to be weird for her. But I, I, I saw A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 with her, which was absolutely uncomfortable <laughs> of all of them. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because one I didn't see in theaters. I don't believe, I think I saw it on VHS like everybody else at the time. And then two, three, every other one I saw in the theater, but I couldn't go see them by myself. So she sat through that, which is by far and without any bad or negative connotations, the gayest nightmare in Elm street film. Literally it is. Yeah. I mean, there is a guy dressed in leather in a shower, he gets tied by towels and stripped down and then ass whipped, like ass popped. Oh, yeah. We've, we've talked about it before on the on the podcast. You oh, yeah. watched a documentary on it, right? Oh, yeah, about the guy who, the, the, the main actor, ruined his life. But anyway, so she, it, that didn't, it was awkward. And I, shit, I was probably like 10. <laughs> She's taking a 10-year-old yeah. to this gay-ass movie. And literally, I'm not, I'm not using gay as a native commentation negative connotation. This is a movie that is gay. <laughs> There's no yeah. doubt about it. <laughs> it is. It is, And I mean, the gay community has embraced this film as like one of theirs. They, they've accepted this, but anyway, yeah. she, she took me to go see Conan the barbarian. <laughs> and I don't know if you know about this, but let's see. He fucks the witch. He fucks the girl in the cage, and then there's some weird orgy in <laughs> the, <laughs> the the emperor's castle, and she just had enough. She's like, "I'm done. I can't do this anymore. We're not <laughs> we're not doing this anymore. I can I, I do not feel like a good parent anymore. I feel horrible about taking you to this super rated R movie. I don't care about the guts and gore, but Conan's is fucking everybody left and right. He could fuck he'd fuck the camel if he could. <laughs> so she's like, "I'm done." So we went up to the owner, the name of the, I can't remember his name, uh, but the name of the theater was The Strand. He, it, on our way out, he goes, I, and he was thought it was weird that I was always with her, but he knew me because they actually had a, like a little baby rental section there, like before, like four <laughs> shelves. And I would go and I would take my mom to rent movies with me, you know, because 
Rated yeah. R. Uh, but eventually, he, and she's like, I can't do this anymore. She's do you mind him watching these? He's like, no. So he went back, typed up this little card with my name, and and she had to sign it. He laminated it, and I could get into any movie I wanted. Holy <laughs> shit. Thanks to Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. It was, it was a small town. It was Jessup, Georgia. Population fifteen. I don't know. There wasn't that many. <laughs> uh-huh. I it, and so I was the only kid I knew that could go see rated R movies whenever the fuck I wanted. And the guy knew me. You know what I'm saying? I was that guy because the arcade was also part of the movie theater. Yeah. So I lived at this place. This was my, and I could ride my bicycle there in like ten fifteen minutes. So I, <laughs> I mean, I went and saw Gremlins like twenty five times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gremlins. You're like, you're like one for Revenge of the Nerds, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see that in theaters, but I did see it on VHS. But uh, mainly, it was horror movies I went and saw because yeah. you know that's always my thing. I saw Hellraiser two. I saw Child's Play. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I got to see some shit, and I'm the only kid in school. Like, uh, where are you going? I'm gonna go see Child's Play right now. Holla, bitches! You you see this fucking card? <laughs> <laughs> you see this fucking card? I thought it was the coolest shit ever. Then I had the coolest mom. And look what I do now. I'm for you people who don't listen regularly. I make monsters. I make, I do horror makeup, uh, make some independent horror films. And that's, and it's all because my mom let me do these things. So don't pigeonhole your children because you never know what they're going to be. Although I did scare my mom one time when she found a whole makeup case. And back then you couldn't go buy like special effects makeup. You you just had to find whatever. So I had a bunch of shit I stole from my sister, like lipsticks and and powdered makeups. And whenever I'd go get my allowance, I'd go to all these like Kmart's and go to the clearance rack and buy all these things. Any any kind of red makeup to make blood or black or any kind of like liquid eyeliner because you could do really cool scars with them. And when she found this, she was devastated. She thought for sure that I, I, I was gay. I should have took you to 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 part two of Nightmare on Elm Street. It's all my fault. No, she's uh, like she's like. Did you use your card to go see Pink Flamingos? <laughs> oh God, I wish that was in theaters. <laughs> that would not make my local theater. Uh, but anyway, that was uh, yeah, Conan the Barbarian. That was the one that got me my rated R card. She she watched Nightmare on Elm Street too, fine, but could not handle. But I never, I regular went and go see like basic instinct and stuff like that. I didn't go see. Yeah. Uh, that was like, cause you can't rewind it. VHS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw a report that they said the most messed up VHS tapes was uh, basic instinct. Could people rewind that one scene of the legs over and over every time they uh-huh. rented it? <laughs> I, I never thought imagine. of that. That's hilarious. But anyway, that is. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian TV series. Uh, speaking of TV series, uh, there's a, one of my favorite Clive Barker films, not for the plot, but for the special effects, is Nightbreed. And yes. one of my favorite uh, Halloween movies is Trick or Treat. The guy who created and directed Trick or Treat, Michael Daugherty, is set to helm the Clive Barker Nightbreed series. I don't know who's got it, but I loved that movie. If you guys have not seen Nightbreed, it is wonderful. It's just so many practical monsters in there. There's so many. There's a cavalcade. Yes. Now, the nice. director, and for once, the director's cut, I would recommend seeing the theatrical <laughs> director's cut. Uh, they have a couple of uh, gore scenes, but then they have a musical number 
what the fuck? <laughs> yes, I have watched that director's cut before. Yeah, what did you think about it? You think it was worth it? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't gain anything else from that. You didn't like the musical number. <laughs> Actually, when it went to the musical numbers, like, all right, I don't want to taint to what I know about this film. I'm done with this thing. It could be better. There could be more stuff at the end of the director's cut. But I was just done. Yeah. Speaking of taint, the the director's cut had a lot more taint shots. <laughs> Different kind of taint. So I'm looking. I'm looking forward to trick or treat. I mean, of course, I'm looking forward to uh, Nightbreed series. I don't know when, but you know, what's sad about all these announcements is like, yeah, they say they're going to make them. We're in when? a pandemic. But when? Yeah. I mean, I know Disney's is is about to move forward with their new super screen theaters and stuff, super screen studios based on like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this little thing called the Mandalorian, uh, but they did all these things in these, in these mini studios with these huge screens so they didn't have to travel because it was on a low yeah. budget. So Farver found a way to make this on a cheaper budget and it looked just as good as anything else. Now Disney is just making bigger versions of that to continue filming their movies and their TV shows. Yeah. So kudos to them. So it's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. it's I think be- that even after the, the pandemic settles down, I think that, Movies are still going to be releasing on demand at home. You could still pay that money and watch it. I think that's going to be kind of built in from this point on. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? That's going to be like that for a while. And there's no, because no matter what you do or how safe it is, because I've been to the movie theater recently. Like I said, I went and saw (laughs) Tenet opening weekend on a Friday night and bought my tickets as I walked up to the door. You know what I'm saying? And, it yeah, was, yeah, and yeah. it's only 50% capacity. And I'm going to say when I went in, it was probably only 25%. Yeah. Cause it would be dumb. Like when, when theaters open up again, they have to know that people aren't going to be coming to the theaters. So they're going to release it on demand at the same time so that they can add that revenue to their, their box office. Uh, it's, it's the only smart thing to do. And I think that, that, Theaters are going to change and the way we view movies are going to change from this point forward when they realize they can, they can charge you even more to watch it from the comfort of your home. But is it more? What's that? Is it more like, let's just say I have, I I mean, if you have several friends over and you all watch it, no, it's not more. Well, no, say you have two kids. You have two kids who want to go see Milan. So right there you have you, your wife and your two kids. And let's just say it's a good sales day and it's $10 a ticket. You're already in 40 bucks. And then as yeah. soon as you buy drinks, it's 80. <laughs> well, here's the thing though. Like, yeah, you have those four people watching it from home, but if the theater was the only option, both parents aren't taking those kids to see Mulan. One of those parents is taking this kid to see Mulan. Like, eh, I think that I think they'll still there's going to be a period of time where they still get box office revenue and both people going to the movies. But then on top of that, they're going to get at home on demand rentals and they're uh, it's going to be just as profitable. It's just a matter of working out the kinks and, and getting this new system going. Yeah. Which, I mean, the pandemic has already started. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, and until there's a, a quote-unquote cure, uh, this is the way it's going to be for a while. And a lot of theaters aren't going to make it out of this. I mean, yeah, like true. Santico's may make it. AMC's in danger. I mean, right now, people are they're, they're going to sell to somebody. There's even rumors of them being, being sold to AMC. And then Apple. And then not AMC's going to be sold to Apple, right? And then Amazon. Yeah. I mean, everybody, can you imagine if Amazon ordered own their own theater. I mean, yeah, dude, they, I mean, theaters are going to have to think of new things. Like they're going to have to make smell vision a thing. And like, like uh 4d experience and blow jobs or something. <laughs> well, they have the, they have the uh, 4d experience theaters in certain places. Yeah. Uh, I think there's one in Dallas There's one in California. Like when uh, I listen to Kevin Smith and Kevin Smith always used to always promote these things. He said when he went and saw like um, Star Wars, when it snowed, it snowed in the theater. The wind yeah. blew. The chairs would rumble. It would shift back and forth. And then there's like so a, a water, like if you they ran through the rain, a water would squirt on their face. Yeah. So. And I mean, and you know, I have Avatar on Blu-ray at, at home, but I'm never going to be able to explain to my kids what it was like to go see avatar as a, as a theater going experience in a 3d movie. Like that was pretty amazing. Like regardless of what you think about the storyline and, and what it ripped off. Pocahontas in space. Yeah. 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 Dances with wolves. But it, it was an amazing experience to see avatar with in a theater with 3D glasses, being that it was shot in 3D. I know that 3D TVs have kind of fizzled out. They aren't doing that so much anymore. But that experience in the theater was pretty kick-ass. It was amazing. Yeah, and so I think that maybe something's going to happen where they'll develop new technologies to make the picture even more real and crisp and clear and give you something that you can't get at home. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what what developments come up in theaters. Uh, see, I and I love the the theater experience. I always have. It's been part of my life and part of my childhood. It's the reason why I do this this silly little podcast because I enjoy films. And uh, yeah, we've been covering a lot of stuff on you know on streaming because that's where we live now. That's our world. New releases yeah. don't even really happen anymore. Uh, like Tenet came out in no one seemed to give a shit, which is weird, right? <laughs> yeah. I went and saw it and I, and I loved it. I, I loved Tenet. I thought it was really good. How, how, what do you think it ranks uh, among Christopher Nolan movies? So better than and worse than? All right. I think I enjoyed, um, uh, what was the one, the other one, Leonardo DiCaprio in it? Uh, Inception. Inception. I enjoyed Inception better than this. Yeah. Inception kept me engaged where this movie, for lack of a better word, was just pretentious at first. It made me feel stupid for an hour. Like it to the uh, point where okay. I almost walked out. Like, what are you <laughs> doing, Christopher Nolan? I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I pride myself on of being a, a, a slightly intelligent person. And I'm especially a film buff, I can usually figure things out. The first hour, yeah. I felt like a fucking moron. Like, Christopher Nolan just sticking his finger at me for a fucking hour. Like, you don't know what's going on. Can you hold on? 
I almost did. I almost grabbed my wife's hand, like, let's get the fuck out of here. For those of you listening on the podcast, um, Tony just stuck up his middle finger as he was saying Christopher Nolan was giving him the finger. He actually (laughs) put that finger up, and that's dedication. (laughs) Thanks. Fuckheads. Fuckheads, that's for you. Uh, (laughs) So... It's good. I enjoyed it. I, but I think Inception, I could just capture more and understand. I love that movie. But this movie, and and there's some big plot holes. I can't go into detail about the tenant that this don't make any sense. No matter, even though I knew, now I know what it's about and what's going on. And maybe if I watch it a second time, I'll get more. And maybe, maybe some of those things will make more sense because it's, it's deep. It's a deep movie and it's hard to understand. And I just felt dumb as fuck because <laughs> he don't give uh, you shit. That first hour, you're like, you're just swimming in the fucking dark. But then yeah. something happens and you relive those moments again from the other side. Yeah. I love and those kind like, of flicks. Ah, I get it. I understand. Yep. I, I, well, I mostly understand. But yeah, so definitely, I don't know if movie theaters are going to come back for a long time. But at least they're still open, and it's like, ever, do you remember that 80s movie, Night of the Comet? Oh, yeah. I feel like when I go out in public, it's Night of the Comet everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I walk into the movie theater, do, 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 the lines, buy my ticket for the show. At the moment, I walk in, pick any seat I want, three people in the theater, do, do, <laughs> go, go get a popcorn, ain't nobody there. You don't even have to, and then no one can sit yeah. near you. Like even no one in front of you, none in the back of you. It is like almost a private theater and I get it. I'm risking my life to go see a movie, but you know, no, I mean, (laughs) if you're adequately social distancing and people aren't coming to the theater, then it's just as safe as, you know, going anything else you do thoughtfully in, in the realm of COVID-19. It's like you can, you can do things smart you're you're taking advantage of the fact that there's nobody at the theater and you're you're getting a theater experience that's awesome yeah and yeah i think too if you just go into like the grocery store i think it's more dangerous than what i'm doing at the movie theater yeah definitely uh but uh let's see that is so what were we talking about what got us into the movie theaters what else uh we were talking about conan the barbarian that's it that's what did it conan the barbarian and, uh you talked about nightbreed series Uh, that's all I got. You got any more current news? Oh yeah, uh, this is pretty interesting. Um, for all the people who, haunt, who liked Haunting at Hill House, the sequel's coming out in October, bitches. Woo! No. What? 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 I love that show. Did you see that show? I did not watch it. What the fuck is wrong? I know. I heard. I heard that it was so good, and I needed to watch it, but I did not. All right. If you do not watch the show, I pretty sure it's. I'm, a, a, I'm off the podcast. No. Uh. Just go on Netflix and watch, even though you don't know what the fuck's going on, it won't fucking matter. I do believe it's episode six, maybe five of season one is absolutely spellboundingly beautiful. And they're all, they're all independent stories. Oh no, but this one is shot differently than the rest of them. It, Uh. it all takes place where no spoilers where somebody passes away and they have to go to the funeral and they have a funeral home all to themselves. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but uh, it's all done in a simulated one shot. 
Oh, shit. So we get to see the fear because there's ghosts involved in the show. Hence the name. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all shot in one scene. So a girl walks by the camera and you see a ghost in the, in the background. Something moves. Everybody runs in the room together. And then, you know, it, it's just, it's, and, and it's just inspiring. They, they pulled that off. Holy shit. Yeah. If you don't see any, epi- any other episodes, watch that motherfucker right there. Oh, yeah, I watched yeah. it like three times. And the cool thing about um, the Haunting of Hill House is that uh, uh, at the end of this, oh God, it's so hard not to give. It's been out a year. The sequel's coming out. Um, the second season's coming out. So at the end, we get to see all these ghosts and when the, in the house. I'm not going to give the scenario why you see them. But we see all these ghosts. And then you realize this house has multiple ghosts. But then... After the shit series is over, people start discovering something. If you pay close attention, all those ghosts you saw at the end make appearances throughout the episodes. Huh. But they're hidden. No shit. So somebody went through every episode and they find all the ghosts. Huh. So I had to go back and like search for them. Because I actually saw a few, like one or two every now and then. But there's a shit ton of them that's hidden all through the show. Nice. So they all make appearances. I mean, maybe not, maybe not all of them, but most of them. Pretty cool, right? But anyway, now there's a sequel coming out, or season two, Haunting of Bly Manor, and I don't know nothing about it. I have stayed away from all news. I have not watched any trailers. I don't want to know anything about this show. So I can't give you any updates on it because I don't want to know. And I'm probably sure you, I'm pretty sure you don't want to know as well. But I think that's about it as far well, as I'm about. I'm about to spoil it. He was dead the whole time. He was dead the whole time. <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> you don't know how close you are. You just, oh, wow. You just ruined it for everyone. No, not really. <laughs> no, there's some crazy shit to it, man. It is. No, that uh, episode you were talking about that you said, just if, if you watch one episode, watch that. That reminds me. I know that I'm a broken record when it comes to David Lynch. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I know that Twin Peaks isn't for everyone. Oh God! Yeah, I know that Twin Peaks isn't for everyone, but Twin Peaks: The Return that was on Showtime. You've mentioned. I feel that way about Episode Eight. It you can go watch Episode Eight without watching the rest of the series, and it will blow your fucking mind. Like. I suggest to everyone if if you're not I get it if you're not into the the genre of David Lynch Twin Peaks there's like 18 episodes and they're an hour long each and it sometimes it's a struggle to get through some parts of it but episode 8 from start to finish is like the most unbridled David Lynch you could imagine for the whole episode. There's nothing normal in that episode. It's all just surreal, mind-bending shit that you don't know what the hell this is supposed to mean, but it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So I think you'd really enjoy The Tenet then, because that's all that fucking first hour is. It's like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Just for the first hour. At least for me. I was and my and my wife was not entertained. I thought we both thought this was going to be a, a just a, a steaming pile of dog shit. But he pulls it off. He just, like I said, he just fucks you with you. He just fucks with you that first hour, and it is what it is, and it pays off. 
Because you ever watch a movie and like, please let the ending be good. Please let the ending be good. Please let it be good. And it yeah. just sucks. Like, oh. Yeah. And But this one didn't. It, it, it delivered. He pulled it off like, you know, he does. Christopher Nolan yeah. is pretty damn good. I, did, I can't really think of a bad Christopher Nolan movie. Eh, I didn't like that third Batman movie, but. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it's okay. It yeah, was. It, it was, was all right. It wasn't, I, yeah. it wasn't horrible. You know what I'm saying? There was some good shit yeah. in it. But it was definitely. But he, that was on, under weird circumstances. Yeah. That's not the movie he signed up for. That's the movie he had to make. You know, yeah. his contract. Yeah, yeah, and I get it. And we got Inception out of it. So, yay. Yep. We was part of the contract. Hey, you want to finish it? I can't do this right now, man. We. I just lost a friend. I just lost an actor. All right, we'll let you make any movie you want, and then you come back for Batman. Okay, and then Inception was born, so yeah. it worked out. And he's like, "All oh, right, now let's make a Batman movie." Eh. Yeah, I mainly didn't like what they did with Bane. Like, I, I, I like Bane from the comics, and the the Bane that we got in the movie was just not that Bane. What well, my only problem with that film is, are you telling me out of all the holes? underground that those cops could not find a way to fuck out (laughs) (laughs) all those manholes floating around Gotham I mean they can get out of prison all the time Arkham ain't shit but they can't get out the fucking sewers that goes under all the needs like Bane can stop all the holes (laughs) it was ridiculous excuse me it was ridiculous I just couldn't that one part of the movie I just couldn't get over like I, I almost like which one was it the old uh, Schumacher Batman. Batman and Robin? Or Batman Wait, with, Forever? With Bane in it? Oh. Was that Forever? I don't remember. Dude. Those two movies I... Just... I almost like that Bane more than I do the Bane in the Christopher Nolan movies. I, I, I was kind of, I was really disappointed. I wanted a incredible Hulk-looking motherfucker that could pick up Batman and, and break him over his knee. And I just didn't buy it from this, from uh, Tom Hardy. All right. I think that's enough for news right now. Um, Now we're going to go into, um, I guess, our five Halloween picks. Hold on. So I just cue myself later. And now for our top five Halloween films. That's our one. So, um. Uh, go ahead. I'll uh, go ahead. Ask. Give me your first. We're gonna start with five and work our way to number one. Uh, let's yeah. not go. Into, let's not let's go into, Let's not go into too much detail until like we get to the top two. Or we're gonna be here for another fucking hour. So what's your number? Okay. What's your number five? Okay, I didn't. I didn't rank these in a in a in an order. No particular order oh, for this, me. This, I, just pick them and, and pick the one you want to talk about for last. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna start this off. I mean, it's it's October now. Uh, Very close. And yeah, well, by the time this episode comes out, it will be October. Yeah. And it, that we are gearing up for Halloween. Everybody in our house is psyched about Halloween, so we decided we would uh, give a few of our favorites. Um, I I kind of have a feeling of how the direction that your list is going to take. So my list is going to take. A different approach. So, um, number the first on my list uh, is a nightmare before Christmas. Oh, how cute and yes, very predictable. 
No, no, no. I, I can't avoid this because uh, it literally is one of my favorites. Every every year when it gets close, we get excited and we watch this movie from September through the end of the year, given that it, it's got Christmas connections and, and too. And Halloween, yeah. Yeah. It's, and even if I, I zone out all of the dialogue and music and everything else, just watching the stop motion and what it takes to make that uh, amazes me every time I watch it. Like it's, it's such an interesting way to and, make a movie. And they don't have to do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. Cause they had a person. Well, first they had to do the, um, the cell animation of the mouth movements. And then they had to get the heads for each mouth movement. And then they had uh-huh. to number it. And then the animator had to go and switch the heads for every little movement. Yep. Oh my God. Uh, it's, if uh, the making of that is amazing. That is happens to be my, uh, wife's favorite film she's the biggest tim burton fanatic in the world uh she has her whole arm filled with this his um sketch art oh yeah one of the sketchbooks and she got the meeting she met him and she showed him her tattoo he's like i've never seen anything like that took out his phone and took a picture of it and she just melted (laughs) (laughs) we we flew all the way to we flew all the way to vegas to meet him oh wow nice that, that was in that was in january Right before the world blew up. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, as far as this movie goes, I'm. I love uh, Danny Elfman's scores and music in a lot of other Tim Burton movies as well. I think some of this stuff in, in Nightmare Before Christmas falls a little flat. But the, the, the music that is good is really good. Um, when, when, the lyri- when the dialogue, when the lyrics feel shoehorned into the song, it, it takes me out of it a little bit. But as far as the aesthetic and the animation and looking at that movie as an entire art piece, Nightmare Before Christmas is something that encapsulates if I had it when I was a kid, I would have been absolutely obsessed with it. Um, and my daughter is now, she's seven, and she, we've got video of her when she was, you know, before she was even three, singing along with This Is Halloween while she's watching Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, it's it's something to marvel at if if you're, a fan of, of going into a fantasy world, you can't get much further into a fantasy world than nightmare before Christmas, but I love it. All right. I'm sure you've seen it. Oh yeah. I've seen it. I think everybody's understand, but as that is a great Halloween selection, I will give you my first one right now. And it is night of the demons, 1988. We actually covered this. It is something I like to watch on Halloween because it's about people going to a Halloween party and it's just fun. And it, it, it's, it, it's one of those, I would say it's a great movie, but it's it's not a bad movie. It's in the middle, just where you can just make fun of it, enjoy it at the same time, and respect the work that was put into it. You know, it oh, is yeah. a, it's a silly movie, and I I just love it. It's directed by Kevin Tenney. Um, it stars Kathy Powell, uh, Alvin Alexis, blah blah blah. Who cares? Linnea Quigley's in it. <laughs> that's all that matters. Uh, and the, the lipstick scene. Uh, that's all you gotta say. Uh, it's totally worth it. 
If you're looking for a Halloween film, Night of the Demons. So what's your next one there? Ash. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Next, I have... I, I don't quite remember the year, but it's an 80s film. Monster Squad. That was on my list originally. Uh, I Actually, here, I'll show you. If you look at my number two, where I put... Can you read it? I see it scratched yep. out right there. <laughs> I scratched I it out. It was almost no, there. Monster Squad was a big deal when I was a kid. You know, when when you grew up, when uh, when we did, uh, there there are a handful of movies that you feel like were actual Hollywood movies that had a lot put into them, and they were made for you. And that was one of them. Yeah, and that was one of them for me. Like, uh, it, the 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 story is you know juvenile. All these monsters come back. Dracula, Wolf, uh, Wolfman, Frankenstein, Mummy. Like, uh, and these kids are the only ones that know what the hell's going on, and they're only it's up to them to stop it. And when you're a kid and you watch that, you're like, you you in your head, you it's it's the kid equivalent to fuck yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> these kids are doing like they're taking care of business. Yeah, just like the like the Goonies. Yeah, you felt yeah. the Goonies, yeah. But it's a little more crass and crude than the Goonies. Um a little it, bit. They say yeah. nards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a new doc and, there's a new know. documentary coming out called The The Wolfman's Got Nards. It's about I, that, was, that was gonna mention that too. Yeah, um it's coming out this month, actually. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I love that film. But but yeah, it's they, they there's a little bit of uh there may be some uh homophobic slurs in there. Oh uh, and, there- and especially like the way they use the word virgin is kind of exactly. uncomfortable. Like Very- they, they talk about virgins <laughs> and stuff. They like and look- like a- they look at the little girl like, you're a virgin. I'm a virgin. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I want to show Monster Squad to my seven-year-old, but it suffers from that fucking 80s thing where they put some inappropriate shit in there. Yeah. And it, it, it makes me want to like, wait. But uh, for me, like, I watched it and I thought I was, you know, I was in the loop with the adults. <laughs> yeah. Like, I actually saw that in the theater at the Strand. Yeah. It was, and it, uh, it, it was PG-13. No, it, it was, all the monsters were there. It it wasn't... It, Goonies is a, a really uh, apt comparison. It's, it's very much in the theme of Goonies. But, you know, they took it a little more fantastical and, and magical. Uh, yeah, Monster Squad. Yeah, and the uh, interesting fact about that is Frankenstein, they had to do the, the design so many different times. That's why his bolts are on his head and not on his neck because it was not made by Universal Studios. So they had to make enough changes to where it was paying homage and was recognizable, but was not part of the Universal Monster Series. And Universal is very, very adamant about this. That's why they look close, but they're not exactly the same. Like, so they pulled it off. So uh, my next film is uh, 2014, The House That October Built. They actually made a sequel. It's actually pretty decent. This was uh, directed by directed by Bobby Rowe, um, starring a bunch of people you don't know, so it doesn't matter. Um, this is about five friends that are like reporting on these, uh, I guess, haunted house attractions, and they go to this one, and 
they mess with the wrong people. And these uh, mysterious people start like falling around and hunting them down and killing them during a road trip. And because they're, they're trying to find the most, you know, the ultimate horror house where uh, they bind you and, you know, you have to sign all these waivers. Well, they, they go to this one and they just mess with the wrong people and they're all hunted down and killed. It's a good Halloween movie. And especially since we can't go to uh haunted houses anymore at the time because, you know, COVID. It's, uh, it, I, I recommend it. If you haven't seen the, the House of October Bill, that and the sequel are pretty solid. It's a low-budget horror movie, but it's definitely worth watching. You can find it on streaming for sure. Uh, what's your next film? Oh, let's see. Oh, the next one is kind of along the same lines as Nightmare Before Christmas, but this is made by Leica Studios. Uh, Paranorman. Oh yeah. I absolutely love Paranorman. I think that it, it is a kid's movie, but at the same time, this movie does not treat you like you're a child. It's, it's animated. It's computer generated, but very much in the style of stop motion. Um, if, if you've seen Coraline, it's made same people that made Coraline made this Kubo and the two strings. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's brilliant, and it's and yeah, yeah. It's such all, a beautiful it, animation. It's and done old it, school it, style. It takes you. It, it deals with some. The kid in the movie can see ghosts, and uh, it it delves into some supernatural, witchcraft type stuff. It gets a little dark, but at the same time, it's not treating you like a kid. It's treating you like you're one of the adults, but you're hanging out with this kid while he deals with these issues. Um, everything was really well done. Uh, it, it hit all the beats from start to finish. There was never a point where you're like, uh, what are they doing here? Or why is it lagging? It's like everything is meticulously placed where it needs to be to build a great story from start to finish. And, uh, my seven year old, Absolutely loves it. She would watch it a million times in a row if she could. It's one of her favorites and and, and one of mine too. Paranorman. Paranorman. All right, I guess my next one is going to be Haunt. It's kind of the same lines as the House October built. It's a very Halloween movie. All these friends are looking for the ultimate haunted house and they go to this one. They go to this one house and they're all slaughtered. Uh, and they're slaughtered in very cool ways. Uh, um. There's a lot more to this movie that I don't want to give away. Uh, it's, I guess, lack of a better word, and not to give too much away about the film. These people are kind of like a cult that bring in people and kill them in certain ways to appease their own reasoning. Um, and they all wear different masks, and each mask means something to each of the cult people. That's all I'm going to say about that. It's pretty cool. Uh, another low-budget thing, I, and you can definitely find it on Shudder, uh, and I enjoyed it. In, and to definitely check it out. It is called right Haunt on. 2019, directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Find it on Shudder. I, like I said, I can't give you... If I gave you some of the murders or the meaning behind the mask, it gives the whole movie away. Right on. Cool. And that's... Yeah. And that's... The, what's your next one? All right. For my last two, um, we're down to the final two. Yes. 
I I broke the rules on these two. They're not really uh, films per se, but they hold a lot of uh, Halloween significance with me. That's fine. So, yeah, my next one is It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, that was almost my list. Yeah, dude. Uh, if if you're a kid uh, around our age uh, that grew up with these, it was on TV like twice a year when, when Halloween came around. And, and back then, you didn't have any channel you wanted. You didn't have a, a, a channel that just played cartoons all the time. You... You got your cartoons where you could get your cartoons. If it wasn't Saturday morning, you were lucky to get anything. Right. And they would hold the good stuff for for the holidays. Like yeah. uh, Halloween would be, the, you know, Halloween, the the great, great pumpkin. pumpkin. And then the Frosty Snowman would only end Rudolph the Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the stop motion would only come on. And I remember Thanksgiving, for some weird reason, TBS would always show Batman the movie, the original. The- <laughs> Oh, wow. So, as a kid, I, they'd all go watch sports. I'd run my room and watch Batman the movie. It was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just the way it was. But continue. Oh, yeah. And Charlie Brown had a Christmas one, too. Uh, but The Great Pumpkin, it, it, the, I, I remember watching it when I was a kid. And even though it was made in 1966, like 20 yeah. years later, I was watching it as a kid. And, and it was... Uh, the the dialogue they gave these kids in the the peanuts universe it was relatable it was relatable to anybody i think still if you if you pick that up and watch it now you can relate to the conversations these kids are having albeit these aren't conversations kids are having <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they get a little philosophical for uh, for children's taste I mean, but, Charlie Brown was always like that. He's like, who am I? What am I doing? What's going exactly. on here? Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. They even had a but, psychologist uh, in the group. That was like her thing. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there, there are many memorable things from this that, you know, they pretty much everybody dressed up as a ghost. Uh, Charlie Brown dressed up as a ghost, but he had a, a scissor mishap and he, he cut a bunch of holes. So he had When you say scissor mishap, sheet. what do you mean? <laughs> Oh, uh, lesbians. Oh. They were bumping, they were bumping donuts. <laughs> it was a shocking, Man. uh, thing for 1966, but <laughs> they left it in. Uh, no, but, uh, it was a peppermint patty and what was her? <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, you get, you get everything that you expect from peanuts in this. You get a little bit of, uh, Snoopy as the red Baron. you get a little bit of, you get Lucy, Pulling the football from Charlie Brown. He's, he's trying to kick it. She's a bitch, um, man. Straight bitch. Yeah. Sa, for sure. Um, no, but the whole conceit of the movie is Linus believes in the great pumpkin and uh, he waits all night for him to show up and, and uh, gets knocked out and wakes up and, and is, is devastated that he missed the great pumpkin. And uh, you get... The Violet, the little red-haired girl, invites Charlie Brown to a Halloween party. And they go, and Charlie Brown finds out they only wanted him there so they could sketch plans for jack-o'-lanterns on the back of his bald head. <laughs> of course, why else uh, would you invite a bald kid to a party? 
<laughs> exactly. But no, it holds a lot of significance because it was one of those things. It it represented Halloween in a big way. When I was a kid, you got you got to pick out a costume and you got to go trick or treating somewhere and you got to do the Halloween night activities. But in the time where you were getting ready for Halloween, there that was. was about it. That's a, that's about all you had to get excited for Halloween back then. If you were a child. It were, some horror movies I'm sure to get excited about, but yeah, I, I, I remember that as a child, but I, I was watching exorcist. Yeah, I no, do I was too, but there was, I was still a kid and I felt like I, I watched it, Charlie Brown and there was a time where I really enjoyed Charlie Brown. And then I turned four. <laughs> I grew up early. My, my television taste, and I don't disrespect anybody that likes to watch that still. It's just not my bag. As you can yeah, tell yeah, by yeah. my list, but compared to your list. <laughs> um, yeah. And I know I don't want to get any, anybody wrong. I, I am a very much a horror fan and I just didn't want to take the same route you took. I, I wanted to spice it up a little bit. I, I thought, uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as Halloween goes, I, I don't think that I would have remained, uh, a diehard fan of this, if not for my mom and, and my family, it's like when that time of year come around, we would get the TV guide and we would find out when it was coming on. And it was a, it was a thing we did every yeah, it's, year. It's a, it was a family event. It's something you did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 like Christmas my, comes along and you, you find out when it's wonderful life is going to be and, on. And, that's and, you right. watch it. and my mom watched it because she watched it with her dad. You know what I'm saying? That movie's exactly. been around forever. Exactly. It was tradition, and it it's it stuck. And you know, even you, though it might not be the best uh, viewing experience, it was it it held a lot of meaning. Yeah, it, I mean, for me when I was a kid. All right, so my next one, uh, my next and last is uh, I switch it up a little bit because I originally could do the thing, but the thing really isn't that scary to me. It's just cool. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, one of my my top horror movie pick of 2017. It's called Terrified. Uh, it is a foreign film. Uh, it's about strange events that occur in a neighborhood in Buenos Aires. Probably saying it wrong. And doctor specializing in paranormal, um, paran- the paranormal and her colleagues go to this, this uh, neighborhood to try to find out what's going wrong. And shit is going really, really, really wrong. It is the, yeah. to me, it is the best uh, horror movie of 2017 by far. Nothing comes close. It is horrifying. It is, it's a haunted, it's a, it's got monsters, it's got ghosts, it's got people getting just fucked up and it, it's just good. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but it has one of my favorite horror movie moments and I'm going to go in a little bit of detail just to try to get you involved. This guy hears these noises and he thinks it's his neighbors like working on his house. So he goes in, he goes outside and there's no one beating on anything and he goes back and he realizes his wife is not in bed. And he goes and runs into the uh, to the bathroom, and he the noise is getting louder, and it's getting louder. And there, his wife is floating in the air uh, over the bathtub, and there's two walls on both sides, and she's slamming into it, and she looks terrified. She's awake. She knows what's happening to her, but she can't stop it. And she's just beating up against the walls, back and forth, back and forth. And he tries to stop her. He puts his hand in the way, and he's just watching his wife get beat to death. And there's nothing he can do to stop it. And finally, she gets splattered. Her head's 
I do believe gets a head trauma and she dies and falls down. And he gets blamed for the murder. Ooh. Oh, it's so And it's about two minutes of her getting her head beaten in. It's, and he's trying to save his wife. And he sells it. It's a Spanish language movie. Um, it's, it's fantastic. It's called Terrified. You can find it on Shudder. If you haven't watched it and you really want to watch something to really freak you out, this is the movie. Um, I don't freak out easily. And I'm going to say this movie freaked me out, but everybody that has watched it has told me this is the most disturbing film they've seen in a long time. But it doesn't do it out of taste. It does it because of the plot. Everything yeah. has a reason. It's not like Hostel when they just cut a guy's dick off for a joke. This is all important to the plot. So Terrified, uh, 2017. Uh, Damien Rugna. Probably saying it wrong. Sorry, Demion. But highly recommended. And it is on Shudder, I do believe. Terrified. T-E-R-R-I-F-I-E-D. So you're saying I could beat one to this film? Yeah, totally. Okay. If you feel the need. All right. Uh What is your number one pick? All right. Yeah, like I said, no particular order for this. This is not like by any means my favorite. But I felt like I had to mention this. Again, I broke the rules. This is not a film, uh, but it, it held a lot of significance to me when it comes to Halloween. Spice Girls, Spice World. <laughs> oh, well, that's a different podcast. Uh, no, uh, The Simpsons, Treehouse of Horror. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the only uh, thing I've followed Simpsons all these years. I'll watch all of those. I don't watch any of the seasons, but I still watch that show. I still watch wow. that Halloween. I don't like the show anymore. It is boring. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the Simpsons anymore, but when I was a kid, Oh, it was the shit. There was no other it, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we got in trouble at my school for wearing Bart Simpson t-shirts. And, yeah. Eat my shorts. Yep. Oh yeah. You could not do that. Like I remember, I remember once in, uh, the, the fifth or sixth grade when he said, bitch. Uh, oh Yeah. No, I I remember once in the fifth or sixth grade, I had a teacher that would not tolerate Bart Simpson t-shirts at all. It didn't matter what he said on it. He, she, she didn't tolerate Bart Simpson at all. She said like what it represented. No, no, no. So if trouble kid people loved. And yeah, and it was okay to wear a Bart Simpson t-shirt to school. But if you came to her class she was not having it. You had to go to the bathroom and turn that shirt inside out and come back because she didn't even want to look at it. And I remember in, I remember I had one shirt and I was, I was that kid in school. I was the little class clown bastard. But I, before I, before I even went to school, I, turned my shirt inside out and I traced I traced Bart Simpson on, <laughs> on the inside of my shirt with a marker like so when I had to go turn it inside out he was still, he there. Was still there uh, but awesome. no the Treehouse of Horror what's your favorite there's like 30 of them so. oh I'm I'm gonna have to go with their Shining parody uh, oh, it's the, the Shining the Shining uh, that, yeah, that I, I like what they did with that. And, and like, if you were a kid at the time that didn't have cool parents, 
You didn't know what the hell you they were talking about. You did not get that at all. <laughs> but I did. I did You too. know, I, I totally did. That was one of those movies I watched all the time when I was a kid. Um, and I, all the references they made were amazing. Even, you know, outside of that episode, even the the crazy, you know, things that different, didn't reference anything else were still really good. I mean, all the, all the little shorts they had, because normally, you know, anything can happen in the Simpsons. Granted, they can do what they want to do, but when the Halloween episodes came along, there, there they was no absolutely anywhere, anyone, anybody. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, Homer can be fucking King Kong. And, uh, and that was just a, a story, you know, they can, they can do a parody of, uh, the, monkey's paw or they did that yeah 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 there, there were so many and and when i was a kid i knew these stories i read you know edgar Allan poe short stories and the raven i say that is my favorite one the raven yeah. uh is the best bart <laughs> as the raven made me chuckle obviously to this day i just like his pictures <laughs> yeah Love and it. like i said i mean there wasn't much to get hyped about for Halloween on TV on network TV, when you were kids, like you had this to look forward to, you knew it was coming and, and you just, I, I ate up every little morsel of it. Like I, I think that pound for pound, I probably got more out of the Treehouse of horror episodes than I did any other Simpsons episodes. Oh yeah. Me too. Uh, Those are the only ones I still follow. Like I said, I'll still see what they did this year for that show. You know, I just have to, and that's, yeah. a, that's a cool thing about being all on uh, Disney Plus now. I've been like, I can't find anything. I have to get my money's worth out of Disney Plus. Oh, because, you know, thank you for reminding me. I need to go back and watch, and watch some of these. I'm going off memory from, you know, 20 years ago for most of this because I haven't rewatched them. I just hope they but, fix the problems because they the ratios were all fucked up when they first loaded them. I heard there was some uh, So hopefully they're fixed now because that was weird. You check, you, you, you watch one episode and it stretched completely wide. Then you watch another one and it was back in the, like the 420. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, I, hopefully they fixed it. I, I realized they had to go through a lot of stuff to load all those episodes and there were some problems, but I haven't watched it since they first loaded it. The only reason I did yeah. so I could watch the fucking shit show. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, dude, I remember um, one of the episodes of Treehouse of Horrors, uh, where, like I mentioned, when, when Homer was King Kong. Yeah. Uh, I love that episode. And, like, to this day, I, I, I think about Homer as King Kong uh, goes to Moe's bar, <laughs> and, 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 and Homer's friends are there, and, like, Homer, like this King Kong Homer picks up his, his buddy and like just puts him in his mouth and starts chewing him. And he comes out of Homer's mouth and it's like, hey, Homer, cut it out. Quit eating me. <laughs> and that shit makes me laugh every time I think of it to this day. Like that kind of stuff is super funny to me. I don't know what happened in The Simpsons, but uh, I don't know if we've just been exposed to so much now that that kind of stuff is not uh, impressive anymore, but, or if the writing has just fallen off, but it's not, it's not what it used to be for me. 
Yeah, I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched it in, in years because it just, it fell off. It wasn't, to me, when South Park came out, Simpsons was irrelevant. Exactly. Like that pushed the envelope I like it. further you, than Bart Simpson ever could. You thought you're bad. When I, when I first heard Kyle Mom's Big Fat Bitch, I'm like, this is where it's at right here. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that's where my humor was at the time. And the Simpsons was just too watered down because they couldn't do much anymore. Yeah. They pushed like, all. Yeah. Eat my shorts. Oh, how about getting ass raped by aliens? <laughs> In episode one. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess it's my turn for my number one pick for Halloween. Uh, it is Trick or uh, Trick R Treat 2007. It was directed by Michael Doherty, written by Michael Doherty. We already talked about him earlier. He's got his hands on what series? We just talked about it. Uh, oh, Nightbreed. So. Yeah. Yes, 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 and yes. I love this movie. I love everything about it. If you have not seen Trick or Treat, it is, um, it's five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween, and um, there's a central character named Sam, and he's kind of like the trickster. He's the evil one for Halloween. Um, he really just kind of shows up during each story, making appearances, uh, and he kills a couple of people, but he makes his big appearance at the end when he goes up against Brian Cox. Uh, this thing has everything. The it's got werewolves. It's got pseudo vampires. It's got killing kids and burying them in the yard for a joke. <laughs> uh, it's just, and I, 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 if you haven't seen it, I don't want to give it all away. But if you like Halloween and you like horror movies, this is it. This is the where it's at. It's lighthearted and fun at times, and it's terrifying at the others. And I think it's almost the perfect Halloween movie. And I watch it every year religiously. Um, I just, I just love it, and I don't think it's going to be hard to beat. Uh, and he did a Christmas movie too, which is Krampus, which I love just as much as almost as much as Trick or Treat. Yeah, dude, it was good. I love his style. I love everything about him. Um, I guess since we have to go into detail, uh, I love, and this is not everybody's favorite, but when the little kids are investigating the uh, the bus that goes over the cliff, and they're like in the fog and all the all the kids that died on the bus are coming and get them one by one. Oh, so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's dude. I, I wish like my daughter is seven and yeah. she is Halloween is her shit. Like she says she likes Christmas, but she doesn't get excited about Christmas the way she does about Halloween. She is all about, spooky like she watches so many youtube channels where they try to do spooky things and like she is all about it she when we go to spirit halloween she's all about she loves the sam animatronic that they have oh yeah he's new i, I think it's so cool a trick or treat so big now that they have animatronics for a long time yeah. this 2007 people slept on this film i've been watching it for years yeah I, i'm so glad now it's a thing yeah they have a they have a sam like with the burlap sack and without now they have alternates. Yeah. And that's awesome. Animatronic. I wonder how many people just think it's a Halloween figure now. I wonder how many people connect it to the movie. Yeah. I don't know. My daughter definitely doesn't know about the movie. I can't wait till the, she's old <laughs> enough. I can start watching that stuff with her. She's going to be a, a horror movie fanatic. One yeah. Day. I mean, my son is, is, is that, and it's all my fault. It's all my fault, but I love it. Like, uh, 
like I, I walked up with him talking about the original Exorcist to his to his friends. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't know I was coming yeah. up. He's like, yeah, man, the Exorcist is where it's at, man. This is, I love the music. I love, I love it. And I was like, yeah, that's my boy right there. Yeah. Everybody else is talking about screaming shit. He's like, scream, fuck your scream. How about some motherfucking Exorcist? My Little Pony. Fuck <laughs> that shit. Fuck that. <laughs> my Little Pony Halloween special. But that is, that, I mean, Trick or Treat, I think, is hard to beat as far as, uh, and I guess I'll do my honorable mention, and you can get to do one too. My honorable mention is Trick or Treat. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an 80s film. I don't know the exact date, um, but it's about a guy who gets his ass kicked. Um, and uh, he uh, finds a, a record that was given to him by Gene Simmons, who's a DJ of his, who has the last Sammy Kerr record. Sammy Kerr is a known Satanist. He recently died in a hotel fire doing a ritual. And everybody hates him, even the Reverend Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Uh, who's in there as a reverend, which is funny in so many different ways. Uh, and But he plays this record backwards. It brings Sammy Carr back from the dead, and he seeks revenge on all the people who's treating him wrong. They call him the rag man. Um, dude, this is one of those movies I have memorized. Let the big fish hook themselves. Bustle yeah. a big beetle bug, which is backwards. Let the big fish hook themselves. You can play it backwards. It's pretty close. Holy shit. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, so I just know that film and I loved it and I saw it in theaters. And that's my honorable mention. Do you have any honorable mentions before we uh, head uh, on out? Man, the, the honorable mention that I had listed was Night of the Demons. Ah. You had it on your list. Um, I guess if I have to pick another, let's say Donnie Darko. Uh, Donnie Darko is good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a Halloween. Uh, it doesn't have a Halloween. It had well. I mean, uh, Frank the the bunny uh, is going to a Halloween party. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that all comes to. Um, so yeah, uh, if that's it, thank you guys so much. Now we have given you ammo. If you're looking for something to, to look for Halloween, uh, if you're looking for something to watch on Halloween, we have given you a list of ten items to go and do that. And hey, uh, before we get out of these, uh, I want to give a few more, <laughs> a few more things I found online. Okay. What'd you I've find got, online? I thought this would be really, uh, interesting for the podcast. I maybe we'll have some listeners that will go out and seek these all out and watch them. Uh, okay. I doubt it, but I, I found some pretty good Halloween porn titles. <laughs> All right. These, like, these are these are all real movies. Uh All right, first first off. Hold on. Halloween porno titles. <laughs> first <laughs> up, we got Fuckenstein. Fuckenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't have plot synopsis for any of these, but I could only imagine how how good they are. Okay. Uh, next up, we got the repenetrator. <laughs> it's, it's obviously the reanimator. Like the, the cover. Oh, really? The cover looks so much like reanimator, but it's the repenetrator. Oh, man. I'm very curious. I yeah, wonder, I know. Right? I wonder how they make the injections and, and there. A lot of these look like they're, they're like, they're more high quality 
than than your standard. They're More high quality off, actual movie. <laughs> yeah. They're playing off known properties, so they probably get more viewership than others. So they probably have more budget. Not saying that it's not a lot even <laughs> still, but it's probably more budget than your general porn titles. Okay. More, more than uh, Backdoor 83. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like 82, 83, <laughs> that's when they got good. <laughs> uh, next up, we got A Wet Dream on Elm Street. <laughs> I found out that there are like seven different Nightmare on Elm Street uh, porn parodies out there. Um, but that was the one that uh, I like the title the most. We got the the Texas Vibrator Massacre. Oh my God. <laughs> they didn't even try. Uh, they would... <laughs> oh, oh, I know. Um, next up, we got Evil Head. Evil, is, uh, yeah, I've actually seen that evil, cover. Yeah, it's an Evil Dead parody. Um, and I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm leaving out the LGBT community. All right, let's do it. Because we we have <laughs> Gay Racula. <laughs> nice. And then uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. <laughs> yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And Gay Racula, your, your uh, Halloween double feature. Uh, All right, give me, give, and, me, give me two more. Give me two more. No, no, no. I got one more. All and right, give me one more. Last but not least, <laughs> Halloweener. <right? laughs> wait, wait, no. The Halloweener, colon, Friday the 14th. <laughs> they said fuck both your franchises. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, bone hey, for all you fuckheads out there, I know you're listening. I know you're you're crazy maniac fans of ours. Uh bonus points if you watch all of those that I just listed. <laughs> watch watch all of them and report back. Let us know how they were because we may want to watch some of them, but we don't have time to waste. Yeah, give us a give out, out of those what were they five titles? Out of the five titles, uh yeah, something like that. You have, to, you have to send them to me so I can put them in the description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us the Cliff's notes. Uh, let us know. Uh, <laughs> let us know uh, plot-wise if they're worth watching. Cinematography. Yeah. Uh, uh, beat material. And and, like, and and best monologue. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to see how uh, uh, how dedicated they were to the the original material. I just, uh, I, I want to, I'm going to look after we we're done with this, I'm going to look up the cover to Texas Vibrator Massacre. Or I just want to see, is it a really big one? Is it like, is it coming at you? I saw the cover for that one. I did see the cover for I hope, uh, I hope it's a three, Penetrator. God, I hope it's a 3D. This is big vibrator. I wonder if it's gas powered. <laughs> I have so many questions about the Texas Vibrator Massacres. Does, I mean, do they get fucked to death? I, are they, like, does it have teeth? I mean, in Leatherface character, I mean, I don't. I I'm curious. All right, porn world, you have you piqued my curiosity. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed our Halloween special. Uh, thank you guys so much. If you want to uh, help us out, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram and our Facebook. And if you have uh, the iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us that five stars because you know you wanna you wanna give us that five stars.
<laughs> yeah. Oh, it's dirty. I'm not doing that again. Sorry. All right. And we did not we did not do it this week. Um we want to include a, a listener email. A listener yeah, if there's anything you want to know uh about me and Ash or Kelsey for hopefully she'll be on the next episode. Sorry, Kelsey's not here tonight, obviously. Uh yeah, if you have any questions for us, any I'm talking any questions at all about anything make them as strange as possible and send ash your nudes i uh, make the <laughs> make the, make the i want we want some strange questions uh we uh we did a couple for our test episode and uh, they were pretty interesting so uh just uh, we, we may splice those in on the, when we finally <laughs> do get some emails all right so definitely hit us up on those and and not just not just questions uh you got any suggestions for us to to watch on a future episode? Oh yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah, we want to hear all of it. Um, if 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 anything we said in a previous episode uh, sparked anything in you, and you just want to chime in with some comments, do that too. We we can include all of that. If you ever want to hear a reference to yourself on a podcast, you are almost certain to to get it. If oh, you, yeah, your if, email if, is, if, if you write us a message, we will say your name. Uh, we are that small. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, um, we are that dedicated to our fans. Uh, we will, <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, if you, if you know, if you've ever typed anything or said anything on any of our Instagrams or, or, uh, Facebooks, we, we, it says, re, uh, replies in minutes. <laughs> Don't take me long. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you. I'll get you back. And I will mention you on the show. Anybody who's ever contributed or said anything has pretty much been named on the show by name. All three of you. And, and you, you are loyal fuckheads, are important to us. You are. And we care about everything. You, you are in love, especially the yeah. show. <laughs> Wait, let's. Hey, before we go, let's do some ASMR for for our fuckheads. <laughs> what? I don't know initials. Why it was? Oh no, ASMR. I don't know what it stands for, but you. you <laughs> How do you say something and don't even know what the fuck it means? We're a professional podcast and you're making us look like a joke. You're saying these whole- letters. How about a PRSYF, motherfucker? Let's do that. You, I do the ASR, KPXYZ, whatever the fuck you just said. And you do the LLQ Cool J. I don't know. Fuck it. What? Yeah, get, hey, get me a PS5 while you're at it. Any <laughs> listeners want to donate a video game system? <laughs> no ASMR. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's a, uh, it's a whole genre. These the mostly girls get online and like they speak very softly, and they'll tell you about something, and they're checking out this this new thing, and it's time to unwrap it. I'm gonna unwrap it, and they put it close to the microphone. That's a thing. Get, it's it's very much a thing. Yeah. That, Go to YouTube and like ASMR and, and, and see what you right get. Now. It's not going to be nothing outrageous, I'm sure, but it's mostly just girls who get lots of views by getting on and talking in a very soft voice and letting you hear the crinkle of the paper as they open something or um, they're going to taste something and they're going to, he- you're going to hear the. Okay. All right. This is getting weird. What? Well, what was your original statement so we could move on and get the fuck out of this uncomfortable world? I thought that that maybe you could give us your ASMR interpretation of of, uh, some of these porn titles I I recommended. Uh, 
okay. Uh, let's. Uh, I know. I know one of them. I just uh, received my my copy of uh, Texas Chainsaw by Better Man. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the the cover. It's very nice. There's a leather faced man and some uh, half naked women and a very huge vibrant. I imagine. I don't know what it looks like. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Cinematic AF. Um, I mean, <laughs> I did it. Well, Cinematic AF <laughs> presents Cinematic. Cinematic, cinematic ASMR. <laughs> oh, you got me all turned around and twisted. Uh, thank it's you so our, much for listening. Our second spinoff. Our second spinoff. And that in uh, baby, was it baby buttons? <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the current AF. Uh, <laughs> I've been your host, Anthony Fountain. <laughs> Please follow us on social medias. And uh, thank you once again, Ash, for joining me on this uh, wonderful wonderful podcast uh, yeah man give us some feedback fuckheads and uh send anthony some nudes <laughs> no the ash is turned this time i don't even want to talk about what i've been receiving <laughs> I, i'm not i'm not even i'm not even talking about just like oh here's a picture of me flashing my boobs i'm talking really nasty nudes <laughs> that's that's what he told me he wanted <laughs> not, and that's you're not listening to this man <laughs> I do not know That's the man behind I, the curtain. I, I expect all of you to do it. I'm not. I'm not taking no for an answer on this. And I've also want to find a director for um, any one of those porn flicks that we're looking for an autograph copy. Uh, think of the Ashford birthday. So uh, uh, the one I can think of is Texas uh, <laughs> Vibrator Massacre. Uh, if we could I'll, hunt down I'll the, take it. if you hunt down the director of that, I want a signed copy. And so yeah. help us out there, fuckheads. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Cinematic A. Oh, I did it again. For the first episode of Current AF, which is a, you know, we're still together. Uh, but next week we're going back to Cinematic AF and we're going to be doing a very strange film. It is called Climax. You can find it on Amazon Prime and uh, you probably ran it if you don't have it. Uh, it looks very strange. It's about a bunch of dancers that go to a room and bad things happen to them. And that's all I know about it because I'm flying blind into this one. I've never seen it. Ash has never seen it. I just heard it. it was very strange, and we want to check it out. And uh, if you want to play along next week, make sure you check out Climax. It is on Amazon Prime. Thank you guys so much for listening to our very first episode of Current AF. I'm your host, Anthony Fountain, and the guy by my side is the one and only Ash. Hello. Thank you guys. Be safe. Love everybody, and keep watching movies. We out. Peace.